You made it. You found me. I'm glad you did. It's Monday, March 30th, 2020. This is episode 374. I'm your host, Patrick, and you're tuned in to We Live on a Planet, and I'm glad that you did. 46 degrees currently here in the city of Oswego. Feels like 43 degrees Fahrenheit. Highs are going to be probably about 53-ish degrees Fahrenheit, but rainy, kind of drizzly, rainy day. Winds are out of the south, southwest, 10 miles per hour. And then we got five days of sun, and we can use it. Everybody's pretty down right now, and we need the sun, that's for sure. I'm going to try to not have us down. I'll try to cheer us up in this uncertain time that we're living in, this new reality of a pandemic that's real and it's here and uh yeah it made it to the city of Oswego the city I live in this this city is not very big there's only if you follow the show you've heard me say let's just say about 18,000 and it's here and uh yeah stick around though when we come back we'll talk about all kinds of stuff we'll probably get some convolutions and extrapolations and wrinkles and practice our thought process along the way. Stick around. We'll be right back. All right, here's our quote to start the show. This is from Lyndon B. Johnson. There are no problems we cannot solve together and very few that we can solve by ourselves. Right now, we have to really, we have to take heed to this pandemic. We have to stay home. You have to stay safe. You're not stuck at home. You're safe at home. You have to change that mindset. If we do this right, you'll notice nothing. That's the way it's supposed to be. And it's weird. We live always where we just wish we could just stay home. And you say it all the time. We all do. I wish I could just stay home, stay in my pajamas. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do this. I just want to stay home. I don't even want to take a shower today or whatever and that's what we're being asked to do and it's hard because we're creatures of habit we're creatures that do things we're creative beings and we're being told to sit still and stay home and that's hard so what are you doing right now in this time that you have to better yourself are you learning something new? Have you picked up a new hobby or an old hobby? Dusted off a book that you started and decided to put it down how many years ago and never finished it? You always want time. We talk about time all the t- Always. I wished I had more time. Well, right now, we have a lot of idle time on our hands and we have to utilize that time to the best of our needs best of our abilities and try not to be too depressed in what's going on because this is a really depressing uncertain time i've used the analogy here we live on a planet of during a hurricane or other natural disasters we can prepare for it we know it's coming and then we can rebuild and pick up the pieces and there is no end right now in sight of this and so that's uncertain to us and we don't like that and it's putting us in that fight or flight type feeling and we need to stay mindful of one another because right now we are 
all in this together and we always we we always are in this together anyways you know you're only here one time living on this planet that's spinning a thousand miles per hour traveling through space and we're all connected together through the universe that's how you found me that's how you found we live on a planet because of a connection that we have that we all have and we need to keep mindful of that and I saw, uh, I think in California, people in their housing building, um, when the changing of the shifts of the nurses and the first responders at the hospital were changing shifts, everybody was cheering for them. And we need to keep that camaraderie going because I'm fearful that in another month or month and a half of this going, we're going to go into that settle, that unrest that unrest and civil unrest of feeling cooped up. And I do have to say, though, here in the city of Oswego, I don't know for Walmart because I've been staying away from that store, but my local store, Bosco's, which is a fantastic, fantastic beet um, butcher. They have great meat and friendly, friendly staff. Um their shelves and everything were stocked nice the other day and all their meats back in their, their, um, meat, whatever it is, their meat counter. And, uh, it's, it feels nice. It felt nice to be able to go up and buy toilet paper. We had it, but, um, I'm not hoarding it. That's for sure. I just figured since it was there, I haven't been able to get it at all. So I'm glad that I had some, my wife and I are usually pretty well prepared anyways and we knew this was coming we were paying attention to it we didn't take this as a joke we didn't think it was a hoax we were listening and uh here it is you know and it's a scary un unsettled time but it doesn't have to be we can just pull together unite you know all right stick around when we come back i want to tell you some more things that is going on. Not a lot's going on in my life really because of being under quarantine, which we all are. I'm not really under quarantine because I, but you know what I mean, being on lockdown and kind of staying home and being mindful of this social distancing so we can flatten this curve. The sooner we do it, the sooner we can go back out and try to get back to some normalcy. I don't think there will ever be normalcy though. We can talk about that a little bit later. Stick around. Welcome back, my friends. All right, so starting this Wednesday, April 1st, no joke. See what I did? <laughs> I'm so corny. I amuse myself. I'm having my first Wednesday show of my interview slash conversations with interesting people and guests. And the first one coming out was with Josh McClay from O'Malley's Adventure. And it was a blast recording with him. And I'm looking forward for that to come out. And I also recorded with Reesh from Medicine Remix the other day. And we had a blast. That was uh, almost an hour episode will be coming out. Same with O'Malley, um, O'Malley's Adventure, Josh, a little over an hour. And it's just a blast. And then I had uh, yesterday... Radio Mylar from Oh What a Glorious Morning. Him and I just had a blast with our interview. It was 
just a conversation and fun. And uh, man, what an interesting guy, interesting people. I'm really looking forward to you guys hearing that. I have um, all kinds of stuff up in the works. I, you know, I'm also, I heard out from my little brother and uh, I call him my little brother because I was talking earlier about that connection we have in the universe and we're all connected and my little brother, Steve, him and I went, we're in dark times together and we made it through and we're, we're survivors through addiction. And um, I'll always hold a certain place in my heart for Steve and Steve wants to come on to the show and be a guest. And so Steve and I are going to talk and um, have you guys be a part of that and listen to a little bit of our trials and tribulations of our life and our story and how we were able to overcome addiction and conquer it and where our, where it's where it's led our life. And so that will be a lot of fun. And so how are you surviving though this lockdown? Are, are you, um, have you found any new shows? Have you, have you seen that new show Tiger King on Netflix? Holy cow, how weird that is. <laughs> oh my God. If you haven't seen it, it's really, it's difficult to watch at first though, because, well, it's a train wreck. Anyways, it's a train wreck, but if you love animals, it's really hard to see how the animals are treated and not like beat or hit or anything like that, but just in the cages. And it's hard to see a wild animal that, you know, like a tiger that's not supposed to be, you know, now, really? That was our tiger sound? <laughs> that's, I don't know. But yeah, Tiger King. It is a train wreck. And I, I've been seeing all kinds of memes about it and stuff. And my wife and I, I think, are into like four episodes, four or five, where we haven't watched the whole thing. And I thought it was going to be some fake comedy. And we started watching. I was like, oh, this is, this is real. It was pretty rough. So, yeah, okay, well, stick around when we come back. We're going to dive in and practice our thought process and head on over to uh, the History Channel's website and then the Fact site. I think the Fact site is just fun. It's groovy. It's neat to learn something. And uh, we've got the time right now anyways being on lockdown, so you might as well stick around and learn something with me. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. shoulders makes me happy why why are we hearing that oh we'll find out because we're over here at the history channel's website and on this day in history and i remember this i was homesick as a kid i was only 11 years old but i was homesick from school the day that president reagan was shot and that happened on this day in 1981 and I remember it well because they showed it over and over and over again. It's pretty remarkable. The 70-year-old, after being shot, was able to walk into the hospital on his own. Pretty remarkable. <laughs> yeah, I remember John Hinckley Jr. shot him. And uh, he was infatuated with, uh, what, the, what the heck was her name? I wanted to say Jamie Lee Curtis, but that's not it. It's, uh, mm. You're screaming at me right now because you know, and I, if I opened up the the article, it would have said in there, but um, 
If you want to know, I guess you'll head up the head on over to the History Channel's website and find out. It's going to come to me as soon as we go. She's the one that was in Silence of the Lambs. Um, okay, 1867, U.S. Purchase, uh, purchases of, bleh, spit it out, U.S. purchase of Alaska is ridiculed as Seward's folly. Seward's folly. Bought, bought Alaska for $7 million. It's roughly two cents an acre, but they were, they called it, uh, the press called it Seward's folly or Seward's icebox. Who got the last laugh though? Because, um, how valuable Alaska is and how beautiful and the resources that we have and the wildlife and 1974, John Dumbers has his first number one hit with sunshine on my shoulders. Good thing I can podcast and not, I can't sing. I can podcast, but I can't sing. Boy, I remember just, I'm a, a chid, a chid, a chid. I almost said kid and child at the same time. I did. That's why I said chid. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a chid of the 70s. And J John Denver was popular when I was a kid. I remember having John Denver's Christmas album. My mom would play that and also Ann Murray's Christmas. But John Denver, he was a staple on the Muppets quite a bit. And All right, what else do we have? 1814, Napoleon forces defeated in Paris. 1870, here's a real important one, 1870, the 15th Amendment is adopted which has granted African-American men the right to vote. 19, 1870, that happened. 1965, bomb explodes outside U.S. Embassy in Saigon. So we're talking Vietnam War now. Mm -hmm. 1948, Cold War. Henry Wallace criticizes Truman's Cold War policies. Henry Wallace is a former vice president and Progressive Party presidential candidate, and he lashes out at the Cold War policies of President Truman. 2009, President Obama announces auto industry shakeup. And then in 1775, King George endorses New England Restraining Act. All that stuff maybe sound boring, maybe not, I don't know, but you can always find out more at the History Channel's website. And, uh, I encourage you to get those convolutions that we talked about earlier and practice our thought process. I encourage you to do that. Hey, when we come back, we'll probably head on over to the fact site and see if we can dive into something good over there. Don't forget, too, the phone lines are always open over here. We live on a planet. I would love, love to hear from you. WLOAP.com, easiest way to find me. We'll be right back. Welcome back, my friends. Hopefully you can hear me better than past episodes. I realized I wasn't having my mouth, mouth, my face, my mouth, everything close enough to the microphone. So hopefully you can hear me a little bit better. And all right, before we head on over to the facts, I, I wanted to, a little happy news, which I found, which was pretty neat. Um, the Dutch they're really forward thinking. I've done a story before about them. They have um, where they've trained crows to pick up cigarette butts and put them in these things and then they get treats. But what they've done is uh, bus stops have been turned into havens for bees in a city in 
um, the Dutch city of, I, I can't say it, so I'm just going to spell it, U-T-R-E-C-H-T, has turned more than 300 of its bus stops into shelters for bees. These bee stops now have green roofs, planted mainly, mainly with sedum. It's a drought-resistant plant flavored by pollinators, favored by pollinators, which also captures dust and rainwater. The new bee-friendly stops are cared for by a team of workers who use electric vehicles. Bees, we need them. Without bees, we can't exist. And we have so much collapse of colonies in the bee um, world, and it's scary. It's scary stuff. It really is. All right, so here we go. Let's try to not scare. And let's learn the difference between venom, poison, and toxins. There's a difference. I think it's kind of interesting, too. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to share it with you. On this planet, and let's face it, most of Australia, there are a whole host of deadly creatures that can kill you a thousand times over with a single bite, sting, or anything like that. Spiders, scorpions, snakes, even snails. So we talk about those animals, but they're all they're different between venomous, poisonous, and toxin. So we'll break it down in a little bit of what the difference is. What What's a venom and what is venomous? For a minute, slow down, take your time. You got to remember, I do, we live on a planet, all unedited, one shot, one take, and we go. So if we're four minutes into it and I screw up, I'm still going to keep going. It doesn't mean I don't care. I just, uh, I've told you before, I don't edit myself in life. So I'm not going to edit myself when I'm talking to you. You're just my friend anyways. And I think you understand if I screw up a little bit, that's okay. Okay, for a venomous creature to deliver its deadly cocktail of chemicals to you, it has to bite you or deliver its chemicals another way, such as a sting in the case of a scorpion. So with a venomous creature, the delivery into the subject is an active delivery system. It's active, so they have to like sting or bite for that venom to go into place. Um... Let's take a look at one of Australia's most deadly snakes, the article goes on to say. The inland tapen, or is known in some circles, the fear snake. The inland tapen, is it a tapen? Am I saying that right? Are you even awake? Okay, not even paying attention to me. The inland tapen is considered one of the most venomous snakes on the planet. A single drop of the venom is deadly enough to kill 100 adult humans or 250,000 mice. That's just one drop. It generally injects up to 110 milligrams of venom per bite. Wow. Holy cow. You do not want to get bit by that thing. All right. So there is a myth that goes around that if you are stung by a scorpion, that you're supposed to, the antidote is to eat the scorpion's tail. That's not true. So don't do that. If you ever spit, just go seek help. Okay, now what is, what constitute poison? What's a poisonous creature? So we already know venom, that's active. They have to like sting or bite. So poisonous or venomous creatures, bleh, poisonous, we're on poison. Um, poisonous creatures are actively, let's slow down. 
I'm, I hope this isn't your first time listening to We Live on a Planet, because if it is, you're going to be like, what? how many episodes does this guy have out and he's still doing this? Okay. We know that the venomous creatures most actively pass the venom to its subjects in order to do them harm, but a poisonous creature delivers its lethal toxins in a passive manner. So they're like, stay away from me, poison. You know, they're like, I don't want to. I don't want you to screw with me, so I'm going to be poisonous. This is this is because most poisonous creatures secrete their toxins usually through their skin, and such their poison isn't contained in one area or place in their body like a snake's venom glands or a scorpion's stinger. Let's look, for example, at the poison dart frog. We've heard of those, and there's a vibrant little colored fellows that are highly poisonous. Just one drop of their deadly secretion is enough to kill 20,000 mice or 10 adult humans. Those cute little bright blue frogs, those put, yeah, 10 adults, just one drop of their stuff. Wow. It's weird though. However, these wonderful colored little frogs have no way of actively delivering their venom to other creatures. The only way is possible to die from the toxins with a poison dart frog is either to touch it or to eat it. So don't touch or eat, even though it looks nice and colorful. <laughs> Why do you want to? Anyways, all right. And then what exactly is a toxin? All right, so we're doing venom, poison. Now we're on toxin. So what's the difference of that? All right, here we go. To give another example of textbook definition of a toxin, we're going back to the notorious tomb of the Oxford English Dictionary. A poison of a plant or animal origin, especially one produced by or deriving from microorganisms or acting as an antigen in the body. Poison, bite it and you'll die. Venom, it bites you and you die. Toxins is an antigen produced in the body via a biological process <laughs> that's kind of fun we learned a little bit hopefully that wasn't too confusing you know i sometimes i i try to read too quickly i'm, I'm looking at it and anticipating what it's going to be and what it's going to say but uh yeah stick around we'll be right back <laughs> you can. I would love to hear from you. WLOAP.com. Also, I am still running my giveaway over at WLOAP.com. So if you have not subscribed yet to my website, please do. And once you subscribe, you're instantly entered into my giveaway. And I'm giving away over $50 worth of stuff once I get to a certain number of subscribers. So please subscribe. Also, if you like the show and you have been listening to We Live on a Planet for a while, but you're like, hey, what can I do to like it even more? You can always head on over my when you're at WLOAP.com and check the listener support page option out. For as little as 99 cents a month, you can support the show. That's $12 a year. Maybe I'm worth it. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. It's a cup of coffee. I, I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> but yeah. Enter my giveaway, please. I want to give stuff away. And don't forget, Wednesdays, 
Wednesdays, Wednesdays, Wednesdays, we're going to be doing conversations slash interviews, and I can't wait for that. If you would like to be a part of the show, contact me. Let me know. There is an email option over at my website. You can drop me an email or drop me a voicemail. If you call the voicemail option, just know that it will ring five times before it picks up. I can't change that algorithm. I wished I could, but it's going to ring five times before it goes to voicemail. That number is, are you ready? Do you got a pen? 315-326-1882. And then it's WLOAP.com. Pretty easy. All right, my friends. Thank you so much. That was a lot of fun. I do appreciate it. And um, do your best to stay curious and not judgmental the best you can. I know it's hard right now, but stay home. Stay healthy flatten the curve you know we can we can help there are no problems we cannot solve together and very few that we can't solve by ourselves so we need to do our part we all have to do our part and uh the sooner we do it the sooner this will be over hopefully you know all right my friends i do appreciate it and i will talk to you wednesday peace